1: We are entranced by the history of influential people, and that interest is magnified when those individuals form members of an entire influential family, the Waltons, the Rockefellers, the Kennedys, if they all stopped getting murdered, and even the Kardashians. We are engrossed in the dealings of these families because, as a unit, they moved humankind for the better or for the worse with their wealth and political prowess. Today, we cover one such family and the collapse of their prominent bank that was the largest of its era that influenced all of Europe, even though it was only solvent for less than 100 years. Today... We hop in the Wayback Machine to cover the patrons of the Renaissance, the creators of popes, the murderers, and the thieves that all shared a common last name, Medici.
0: I want a Wayback Machine.
1: <laughs> that's actually, it's a, it's a term, there's a website that's called the Wayback Machine where you can look up, they archived websites. Uh-huh. Like dating back like 20 years, so you can look at websites from like twenty years ago, how they were.
0: Way back machine. The
1: way back machine.
0: I wanna go on there.
1: Well, you're gonna go on there. Woohoo. <laughs> but today we're hopping on to look at bankers of the fourteenth century Hell in Italy. Yeah. We are what 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 was the earliest thing we did before this? Like the like the oldest story we did before this?
0: Um was it Michelle Sandona?
1: Maybe, But that was what, like the 50s? Yeah, I guess that's about right.
0: We haven't done anything that far back.
1: No. So, so Way ni-
0: back in the day of the 14th century.
1: The t- <laughs> yes, that's how oh, they all shit. talked in the 14th century. Oh, That's
0: what Actually. I was told.
1: They were all hicks in yeah. Italy. I'm a, you know those Italian I'm Giovanni hicks. Medici.
0: Medici. Hey, I used to work with this lady who was like, she smoked a lot, so this is how she sounded. But she's like, I'm part Italian, part hillbilly.
1: If you say that, you're probably all hillbilly. That's what I'm getting from that.
0: <laughs> part Italian, part hillbilly. You're
1: forgoing all of your ethnic background. You are just hillbilly You're just now.
0: hillbilly, Sue.
1: Have fun. Her
0: name was Sue. Oh, my
1: God. Uh, <laughs> but we, we thought it would be fun for the season premiere... Of season five, Nina.
0: Season five. We've been doing this for almost a year. Season
1: five. Almost a year. Which, by the way, we're doing something cool for for the anniversary. Stick around to the end of the episode.
0: Or fast forward to to the end of the episode. Don't
1: tell them the (laughs) secrets. Don't tell Mm -hmm. them the secrets. Um, So we have something cool coming up for that. But for this premiere, we decided, wouldn't it be cool if we did a historical story? I like history. Me too. So that's what we're doing today with Medici and their famous bank. So
0: also I don't know anything and I'm going in blind. So yeah. I'm like you learning along with you. I'm going
1: learn this whole story. And believe it or not, there's some like video stuff on the internet, but not a lot. Like it's mostly writing. Like I, isn't
0: do, there a show about the Medici family?
1: There is. It's on Netflix. It's called the Medici's. It was already canceled. Um, uh-huh. but it covers
0: my friend's uh, dad loves that show.
1: It was, it's actually really highly rated. It's got like an 86% on Rotten Tomatoes or something.
0: Hmm, I should check it out.
1: But they canceled it in 2019, so. There's this
0: person, never mind, it doesn't matter.
1: Great, thank you.
0: (laughs) You know I'll just take (laughs) us on a road we never meant to go on, so I'm just going to stop myself.
1: So let's rather get back on the road of the Medici.
0: Let's get back into the way back machine.
1: Uh, So the House of Medici Uh, Their origins are not completely known, but Medici is plural for medico, which means medical doctor in Italian. So obviously at some point they were named for being medical doctors. They stopped doing that way before they became important to history. So we don't know about that. Um, The family is first noted in a document in 1230. So we're going really far back, 800 years ago, uh, which states they came... uh, from the Mugello region, north of Florence, but we know that starting in the 12th century, they had emigrated from the Tuscan village of. There's a lot of Italian words in that, Caffaggiolo, Caffaggiolo, and they so they emigrated to Mugello, which is just north of Florence. Uh, the Medici made a name for themselves in high level banking. Uh, lifting them to moderately wealthy and respected members of Florence, uh, deriving their money originally from their land ho- holdings in the Mugello region that they moved to. So, real estate, right? It's the biggest thing. It's what Donald Trump did, um, yeah, among me- others.
0: Medici's and Donald Trump have a lot in common.
1: Mmm? Mmm? Mm, baby, maybe. Stick around. Uh, that being said, they were only moderately powerful until the First of the great Medici came around, a hilariously rhyming named individual that goes by Giovanni DiBici de Medici.
0: Was he a beachy? Yeah. He's a little beachy today.
1: A fucking, fucking beachy.
0: Kashan, you're being a little beachy today. Yeah, you're well. A beach.
1: You're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> Give me a Snickers. I'll be fine.
0: I would die if you ate a Snickers in front of me right now because they have peanuts.
1: Oh, yeah. Just actual die. I was like, why would it be that funny? No, well, here we are. No,
0: I would actually fall on the floor and die.
1: If I ever want to murder you, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. No one suspects death by Snickers.
0: No one mm.
1: After studying banking with some of his cousins and rising all the way to general manager of their Rome branch.
0: What about the... Did he have assistant to the regional manager?
1: Yeah, it was... Uh, I don't even like the office. It, it was Dwight. He, Dwight was yeah. the assistant to the regional manager. Of the Medici's. Of, of, this wasn't even the Medici bank yet, just this bank in Rome in yeah. uh, the late 1300s.
0: What did banks look like back then? Was it like the vaults with the coins? You know what Harry Potter, when he goes to the little dwarf bank... I don't know what they're called,
1: but... I don't think
0: they could... And then they opened the, they, they open the door and there's like thousands of coins. Is that how the banks were back then? Like, how did they bank?
1: Yeah, so so most of the money was in coins. And a lot of the time, instead of just transporting coins, that's what banks did. You had to like buy notes that, that said you could get money from somewhere else. Because it was so hard to transport money then because yeah, it was heavy. literally all gold or silver. So you deposited in one branch of a bank. And then you would get a note saying you're do it somewhere else. So you could take it somewhere and then pull it out of another branch.
0: Ah, So that's
1: basically what banks did. That's what they were for. So if wealthy traveled, they would have to do that. Or if you were selling goods that had to move and then you had to bring money back for the goods, that's how you had to transport it.
0: God, I'm glad I have a debit card.
1: I know, right? It's so easy. We don't even use cash a lot anymore. I don't. And that's paper. Finally, someone had the idea of like, what if we make it not so fucking heavy? (laughs) What if? What if? So Giovanni was studying with his cousins. He rose through the ranks, uh, but then he split off to make his own bank in 1397, the Banco de Medici, or in English, the uncleverly titled Medici Bank. And if the Medici Bank was a musical artist, uh, they would definitely be Michael Jackson.
0: Because they're bad? <laughs> Or because because they they're, touched, bad,
1: they're, they're bad, they're bad, you or, know it.
0: Or because they touch children.
1: <laughs> they probably they probably did. Some of them became popes. Oh, uh, damn. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> They'd be Michael, the Michael Jackson of banking, because at the time, uh, they were a huge hit, and they influenced generations that came after it, and also they had a subsequent fall from grace uh, very unceremoniously in the latter part of their life.
0: Hey, but depending on who you ask, the Medici's never did that, so...
1: Uh, I actually, there was a whole tell all documentary that came out. There, now people are pretty sure the Medici did it <laughs> because they're bad. They're bad. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Billie Jean, not their lover. Not their lover. Just a girl. Thinks that they're the one, man. It's rough.
0: I feel like I'm Billie Jean in all my relationships.
1: <laughs> that it's is so a conversation sad. for your therapist.
0: Poor Julie.
1: <laughs> you're going to come in next time and be like, I really think I am this fictional woman from a Michael Jackson song. And she's like, I can't do this today. She's <laughs> like,
0: Nina, you're a pretty young thing. Get over it.
1: Uh, no, you just need some TLC. Tender loving care. No. <laughs> She's like, Nina, ABC, it's easy as one, two, three. No, not the entire, not the whole Jackson 5, not all of them. I can't be Tito as well.
0: Oh, God. Uh, I don't know any more Michael Jackson references off the top of my head. That's enough,
1: anyway. That's enough. It's She's fine. like,
0: oh, Nina, a thriller every week.
1: <laughs> We're reaching. All right, now I'm We're done. We're reaching. Uh, Giovanni Created accounting principles with this bank that seem commonplace today, but at the time revolutionized the way that banking was done and is accredited with creating the double entry system of tracking debits and credits. Doesn't that sound interesting, Nina? Well, I don't know what it means. Well, (laughs) the double entry system uh, means that for every entry entered into one account, it needs an equal but opposite entry in a second account. Okay. So an example of this is that let's say a bank took out a loan of 10,000 florins, which is the currency of Florence where mm-hmm. the bank was set up, which was made popular by the sheer prowess of the Medici bank. People started using it all over Europe just because of how big the Medici bank was. That people started accepting Florence. It was the...
0: It was the original euro.
1: Exa- it was the most widely accepted um, currency for trade amongst a lot of nations just because of how big the Medici bank was. Huh. So let's say this bank took out a loan of 10,000 florins. Well, in their... Uh, Balance sheet, they would record a credit on a li- a liability account titled accounts payable, while also recording a debit in an account titled cash for the ten thousand florins. So you so you put it in the debt in the credit account. Okay, we took out ten thousand dollars that we need to pay back, but we gained ten thousand in cash. Okay, so they have to equal. Yeah, and if they don't equal after doing all of your accounting, there was an error somewhere. You can go back and fix it. So it was a, it was a way to check the accuracy of their books that no one had ever done before.
0: So they never had like a
1: it checkbook was, before. It, it was harder to um, to balance balance sheets before this the double entry system. Huh. So they came up with that, and that's very commonplace. Like banks use that to this day. That's pretty cool. So it is. Nice. Thirteen hundreds. Good job, Giovanni Giovanni Di Bici de' Medici. Which I said his name multiple times a day just to so I wouldn't fumble it. It's so long. Not doing a great job so far. Uh, Another factor that contributed heavily to uh, Medici Bank's success was Giovanni's relationship with the Vatican. He had done a lot of business with the Holy See, which is just like the uh, treasury of the Vatican, uh, during his time in Rome. And now the papacy was looking for a different banker to oversee their vast fortune. He got a little lucky at this time because the bank that was doing it uh, collapsed because of internal Conflicts like between brothers. So the whole bank collapsed and they were like, well, now we need a new bank. Well, fuck. They're like, well, we know Giovanni. He seems like a cool guy. And they're like, okay, fine. Hmm. So, uh, Medici bank began, uh, being the financial overseer for all of the money of the Vatican. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So now with God's coins in the coffers, uh, <laughs> Giovanni set his sights upon the expansion of the bank, more branches, more money, more investments, more money, right? Uh, And through factors, which is someone who sells goods upon commission, basically they're just like, uh, we'll give you money, here's the goods, go sell them, bring back the money, whatever, whatever. Uh, They found business prospects to open branches of the Medici Bank in Venice, Gaeta, and uh, for a little bit in Naples.
0: Naples, Florida?
1: Yes, Naples, Florida in the 1300s.
0: They had a huge Medici bank in Florida. It's
1: <laughs> disgusting. Disgusting. Uh, they dealt in buying oranges.
0: They had Leif Erikson go over there, start a bank.
1: Who the fuck is Leif Erikson?
0: What? He was the person who actually like realized America was a continent. Okay. He actually found North America. He was a Viking. Have you never watched Spongebob I, when they're like, Happy Leif Erikson Day! Yeah. Ring-a-ding-a-derd! <laughs>
1: no, I knew that. I never just, like, I never looked into the history of it. I was like, well, just, I'm okay not knowing that.
0: Yeah, Christopher Columbus gets all the credit.
1: I thought it was the guy whose last name, like, was... It sounded like America, which is why it's called America. He's like something something Americanist or something.
0: I feel like um, I didn't hear that, yeah. so...
1: That was it. That was something I learned at school. I can't remember it now. I'm not going to yeah, look it Yeah, but you went up, but to school something. in Arizona. Hey, we're 48th out of 50. There's two worse than us. I could have had it way worse. Well, not way worse, but I couldn't have it two worse.
0: Well, is Alabama the worst?
1: Uh, Yes, actually. actually. Uh, <laughs> it is. So, ugh, yikes.
0: Sorry if anybody's listening from Alabama, but your school system sucks.
1: Uh, it's just statistics. But... Back to the Medici, Medici Bank and their expansion. In uh, this expansion, not to Florida, <laughs> was made possible at the time because of Medici Banks uh, changing the way that bank managers are paid and the way that partnerships between branches worked. So uh, they paid managers not a salary, but rather with stock in the bank. So that way they incentivize the managers to, one, make good deals and avoid bad ones, and also to avoid fraud. Like, you don't want to steal from the bank because if the bank does better, you do better. Right. They hadn't done this before, so the Medici Bank was the first one to do that. The general manager of the bank usually had to front some of their own money at the creation of the branch. So they're like, okay, I'll put 2,000 florins in of the total 12,000 to start the capital, and then at the end of that, uh, the partnership period, you would get... Uh, What's two divided by two? You get one sixth of the total profit of that whole time because you put up one sixth of the capital. Huh? And then as they went on, if the banks did well, Mm -hmm. they would give you more. So you only put up two, two thousand of the first 12,000, but instead of giving you one sixth, they give you one fourth of the final profit. Oh shit. If you did well. So you could grow and keep doing better as long as you made the bank do better as its general manager.
0: Oh, nice. Okay.
1: Um, and this actually made Medici Bank more like a franchise and like one of the first franchises ever as each of these partnerships were made separately from the main bank. It wasn't just a branch of the bank. This was a separate bank that they would then let you use the name of Medici Bank. But you would actually be a part owner, as I just mentioned. And you like would,
0: Smoothie King.
1: Yeah. And you would only have a partnership for a year. What? Yeah. So at the end of every year the partnership would dissolve and at that point they would look over your books. Uh They would see um, how good you did, how good you did split the money. And if you did well, they'd resign you to another partnership for the next year.
0: But if you did bad, they wouldn't resign.
1: They wouldn't, they would dissolve Ah. the partnership.
0: Oh, that's clever.
1: And this makes it like a modern day holding company where you just buy companies and hold onto them and sell them off. If they're doing, if they're not doing well, or if you think that they've reached their peak value, you can, you can dissolve the partnership and get out.
0: I don't know how they kept track of that back then.
1: It was literally all ledgers. They just wrote stuff down. Dang. Which is insane to think of.
0: And back then, not very many people were literate, right?
1: Um, I, think, I don't know
0: what the literacy rate was back then.
1: Uh, Most nobles were, and nobles were the only ones doing this kind of banking. Mm, that's fair. Because they were rich. So no one cares about the people like at this time, and now, actually. It's still a truth that reigns true. Uh, no one cares about the people doing the shit jobs. It's because fuck them. They don't have money which yeah. we talk about a lot here. Yeah. I'm like, and this is, it was even worse back then. At least now they try and hide it at least a little bit. Right. even have enacted laws to try and not do it. And they did it then too, but not a lot. But yeah, it was kind of good. They revolutionized the way that they run their branches. And that's why they were able to be so successful. Even when one of their branches fell, mm-hmm. which was happened all the time. Like banks would collapse almost immediately with no warning at this time. Um, but if that happens, they wouldn't ruin the whole thing, which is, right. what a, which is what a corporation does anyway and why you separately incorporate your businesses even now. So if one fails, it doesn't ruin the whole thing. Right. Giovanni also grew the personal wealth of the family by creating three textile factories that spun and dyed wool, silk, and other fabrics based in Florence. And these were actually undertaken for societal reasons as it was mainly a way to employ the poorer citizens of Florence and increase public backing of the Medici family, although the business did usually turn a profit from these. So they did it only to employ poor people because they wanted to politically like in like they they it was propaganda they wanted to make themselves seem better they're like uh when we talked about um dupont how Mm -hmm. no one wanted to go against dupont because they employed the entire town yeah so when those one those few people blew the whistle on them poisoning the water everyone was upset because they all thought they were going to lose their jobs yeah that's what they did they created the textile factories that basically funded the poor economy of florence at the time but if the bank grew under giovanni it exploded under his son, Cosimo de' Medici, known as Cosimo the Elder. Luckily, uh, Cosimo got along with his brother, Lorenzo, uh, and after their father's death in 1429, uh, Lorenzo did not ask to dissolve the bank's partnerships to receive his half of the business inheritance, which by law at that time he could in Italy. He could be like, I want half of it because it's not just to the eldest son, it's to all the sons that get like a division of the right. property. But he was like, you know what? You keep it and we'll just remain cool. That's shocking. Exactly. It didn't happen a lot. That's why that other bank failed. I think the one that was the bank of the papacy before. Yeah. Bam. It's because of that.
0: I mean, like, honestly, I'm a greedy bitch. So I'd be like, yeah, I want my money.
1: Well, that being said, his brother, he had enough money. 'Cause the whole family had money. Yeah, they were rich. It wasn't just Cosimo who like held it, you know. Uh the entire family got richer and more powerful the better the bank did.
0: Yeah, that's fair. So I can see why he was like, Yeah, go ahead, keep doing it.
1: Yeah. And under Cosimo the Elder, he was a great banker as well. He took it with stride. There was no there was no like fault in the startup of the turnover from Giovanni to Cosimo. Like it, they, they said it was taken over seamlessly. He was good at what he did. And he immediately expanded, finalizing the Venetian and Genevan branches, as well as going strong in Florence and especially Rome. Uh, the Medici Bank also opened branches in Lyon, Avignon, Bruges, which is in uh, the Flemish region of Belgium, uh, and London, all the way over into England. All of these times, if you know anything about this time in Italy, there's a bunch of political unrest, like all the time, and it's a lot of political fight. Like everything's like a democracy, Mm -hmm. but like not, like it's all fake democracy. Kind of. Hey,
0: according to Joe Rogan, um, democracy wasn't invented until 1776.
1: So, and that guy's an idiot for saying (laughs) that. Uh, Seven million plays a week or like a day. On Joe Rogan's podcast, and he's so dumb.
0: So quit listening to Joe Rogan and start <laughs> listening to us because
1: we're moderately better. less dumb.
0: We're more better.
1: So more better.
0: You know what I didn't take ivermectin. That's true. I never took it.
1: That's true. I haven't taken it. I think
0: you. You don't think you took it.
1: I don't. I don't know what happens when I sleep.
0: I don't think your girlfriend is injecting you with ivermectin. You
1: don't think, but you don't know might be putting it up your butt just like I don't know mm? okay. <laughs> uh,
0: but anyway democracy
1: so there's a lot of political fights that go on and people like families and people always get banished from Florence or regions <laughs> of Italy due to these political fights could
0: you imagine getting banished from somewhere like I've never even been told like you can't go back to this bar
1: Imagine a city. Well, this did happen to Cosimo, though, uh, because he faced political uh, unrest from the dominant political family at the time. I forget their name. It started with an A. It doesn't really matter. Uh, And he was even exiled for a year. uh, Just a year. Because he got too powerful. And they were like, "Ah, he's a threat. Get rid of him. So they banned him for a year. Uh, But during this time, he held on to power mostly financially, by making 62% of their profits from papal donations. So from their money they were getting from the church. It was 100,000 florins when the entirety of their Florentine Bank of Medici was capitalized at only 25,000. So they were getting four times the capital from the Pope. Just because he liked him? Just because they were the ones chosen. The Pope's fucking rich. And so they
0: just gave them all this money?
1: They're the ones depositing it. Oh into the bank That's how much they deposited into the bank Uh, 100,000 florins
0: And all they needed to do was do 25,000 Or that's what the bank was worth The bank was worth 25,000 And then the Vatican was putting in 100 Yeah Damn
1: So their total capital was only 25,000 The total capitalization of the bank But the Pope had given them 100,000
0: I got so excited I hit my microphone
1: I was like damn that's a good deal So upon upon returning from exile, which is also something that happened and there wasn't a lot of like details on like how he came back or why he came back. Well, it was like thirteen hundred. It was a long time ago. Uh but Cosimo learned to exert his influence over the quote unquote democracy with favors, bribes, and placing many of his family members amongst the republic and becoming king in every way but title over Florence. And he did eventually become the unofficial head of the Florentine Republic, known as the Grand Maestro, which is the leader of Italian city states.
0: It sounds like he was the original mafia. Kind of. Like, you know, when like the gangs, like when a gang will take over a city and they like basically run it. That's what this sounds like. He's like the Batman of Florence.
1: That's kind of what he did, and he—the Medici's are famous for being one of the first families to do this, not based on birthright. They did because they were no one. They literally did this just because they were so rich. And most people, when you fought politically, it was based on birthright.
0: That's really it was always interesting. Always based on
1: birthright before them, and they just grew such a wealth and power from banking that they were able to make themselves literal royalty which we'll talk about later that's
0: that's actually cool as fuck i'm sorry but it's like imagine being so rich but you know what that's like but arguably that is how it is now still like the rich rule everything it doesn't even matter like what office you hold like rich people rule the world
1: yeah you made the the
0: Illuminati. (laughs)
1: You make the comparison to Donald Trump. And that's kind of what it is. People trusted him just because he was so rich. Yeah. And how did he get his money? Real estate. Yeah. You know? Bam.
0: Bam. Rich. It
1: still makes sense to this day. And when he came back from exile, he, he gained popularity with the Florentine masses by enacting tax reform, <laughs> funnily enough. Uh, he instilled a fixed rate tax plan.
0: How can he do that, though, if he's not actually in charge?
1: By buying off. Like buying oh, politicians
0: and, and, and
1: influencing them with his money to push tax reform through. He lobbied basically. He is the chap to of get Abraham this done. For this time. And that's what helped him raise to rise to Gran uh, Maestro. And his next three heirs would also inherit that title from him. As the Medici family would go on to rule Florence for over three hundred years. And it all started with the formation of this bank.
0: That's insane. Mm-hmm. Wow.
1: I loved it. And I've been to Florence. I loved.
0: I did not get to go to Florence I when I went to Italy. I loved learning
1: the hit. It was my favorite place I went when I was in Italy. I, I was in went... Rome for five days. I was Florence for one. I wish I did it the other way.
0: Wow. Interesting. I, I went to Rome. I had a great time.
1: It was, it was Rome was also beautiful. I'm not knocking it. But He's like, Rome's Florence.
0: a piece of shit. Don't ever go there.
1: But Florence was great. I'm um, kidding. Rome's great. And Cosimo the elder saw the most profitable period for the bank during this time. And he used his money to start patronage, something that the Medici family would also be known for, whereby he would fund the arts and is personally responsible for kicking off the Italian Renaissance and making Florence the cultural center the cultural center of Europe for the next one hundred years. a tradition his grandson Lorenzo would continue even though he was terrible at banking.
0: So he his grandson was named after his brother?
1: Yes. Okay. Uh, it's going to be very confusing because a lot of these people share names and inherit their names and change names when they become... Oh, an office of some sort. They give you a different name.
0: They're like, you know, it'd be cool if I changed my name and confuse everyone.
1: It's extremely confusing. Imagine if now. you
0: became president and then you just changed your name.
1: This would literally be like because what I'm mainly referring to is the popes, because they give popes like Christian names. Right. So what if we did that for presidents but we just named them after like the founding fathers? That's kind of what it's like, right? It's like, hey, you're gonna well, yeah. you're gonna be president uh George <laughs> President Washington. George Washington the third. Yeah. So Cosimo the Elder died in 1464, and the dealings of the Medici Bank were left to his son, Piero. I like that name. Known as Piero the Gouty. <laughs> Did he have gout? <laughs> yeah. yeah. No
0: They yeah. just called him the Gouty because he had Gouty he so, couldn't eat
1: pork. It's such a bully name. Uh, he was literally bedridden because he had severe gout in one of his feet, and it eventually killed him. <laughs>
0: Shit! Why didn't they just amputate
1: Pierre the gap? Because that would kill him more often than not. They amputations honestly only became even mildly viable during like the American Civil War.
0: All right.
1: Most of the time, it would just kill somebody, and even in the Civil War, it mostly just killed somebody. Yeah. So, (laughs) and he controlled the bank for five years, and although he did not send it into ruin, business stagnated under his death because he was literally. Or until his death. He was literally in a bed. So you can't do a lot of stuff God,
0: for five when you're years. so gouty. God, I'm so gouty.
1: So he controlled everything. But believe it or not, he did slightly better than you'd think for a being, bedridden person.
0: Being a gouty.
1: Uh, he's the one who, like, really, like, some of the banks were in trouble because they had overlended money. And he's really the one who saved them by saying, like, okay, stop, stop um, giving money to secular rulers. Um, and and start withdrawing, start going to like our loans and asking for the money back, basically. So he helped it a little bit, but he was only there for five years. And after his death, his son uh, Cosimo's grandson Lorenzo took up the mantle of head of the bank. But Lorenzo, known as Lorenzo the Magnificent, was a poet, not a banker. <laughs> He spent most of the fortune in patronage uh, to names that are now revered, the likes of Botticelli, Michelangelo, and Leonardo da Vinci, which helped greatly influence culture, and his poetry is also well-known and loved to this day. He's known as a good poet, Lorenzo Magnificent. And he was also extremely charismatic and understood the value of using his influence to increase his family's wealth and prospects more than even Cosimo the Elder did. And he used favors to get his cousins into political positions throughout Europe and was responsible for buying one, a cardinalship, a cardinal who would eventually become Pope Leo X. But for all this... Lorenzo knew nothing about running a bank, and instead let someone else look after it. And this led to less oversight against fraud and bad dealings through all of their branches, and they began to fail.
0: That's really too bad, because it's not his fault that he sucked at banking.
1: He was like, That would don't... be
0: like if my dad owned a bank, and he tried to get me to like run it, and I'd be like, but I'm a comedian.
1: I don't want to be a banker, daddy. Oh, I'm, I'm a an actor. I'm an actor. Why live one life when I can live many upon the stage?
0: (laughs) I'm living truthfully under these imaginary circumstances. No, but uh, that is funny, though, because I was home this weekend and my dad was like, Hey, um, we're changing our will. Do you want to be the executive of the estate? And I said, No, that sounds like a perfect job for my brother.
1: The executive of the estate.
0: I was like, Dad, we both know that's a bad idea.
1: Oh, I mean, probably. You'd spend it all on mozzarella sticks.
0: Okay, I haven't eaten mozzarella sticks in a really long time.
1: Yeah, but you want to frequently.
0: Yeah, do I think about mozzarella sticks all the time? So
1: if you're given an, a whole estate, uh, I don't think you'd be able to control yourself with all the financial backing to buy as many money. mozzarella sticks as you want. I'm not that bad at That's money. It's dangerous.
0: <laughs> but I will say, I lose paperwork a lot. So,
1: well, uh, Lorenzo and this, this whole patronage thing, was twofold. One, they, he did really like the arts, you know, so he didn't want to fund the arts. And the Renaissance came about and there was this big boom of artistic revelation that centered in Italy. And literally the Medici family is the financial reason that it was able to happen. But it's not all good. They mostly did this as a personal propaganda machine where, It was like, look at how many good works I'm doing. And it kind of won over people. And they knew that's what they were doing when they funded the arts. You know, it's like, it's not charity for charity's sake. It's charity for, you know, look at us.
0: I want to look good.
1: And people like, because of this, they were not only represented in like paintings, but also like sculptures of the day. Like they would put the likeness of popular Medici figures into these like religious works. Huh. So there's like uh, one picture, one painting, I forget the name of it, but it literally has like prominent Medici fam- family members uh, by the Duomo of Florence, the big cathedral they have there, washing the feet of uh, the baby Jesus. And just like what, at this time, what a what a thing for people to see. Like you, you're literally elevating yourself to almost God status or at least saint status by putting yourself in these religious works that are so influential of the time.
0: Well, I will say, though, that we do that shit today. Like, there is a lot of pictures of, like, Jesus and Donald Trump together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're not a statue, but. And, and this is
1: like, that's like if that, but if Trump was buying those to be made and hung around places and in museums and galleries yeah. for everyone to see when it's the prime entertainment of the people at the time.
0: He, I wouldn't put it past him.
1: No, but that, that's what it's like, though. So it's yeah. a big propaganda machine as well. To um, to all aboard the propaganda machine, but because he focused so much on this, bam! Banks, they went way down. All right,
0: that means uh, that they went poorly. If you didn't understand that soundbite,
1: yeah, there you go. Uh, do we you, ha- do we
0: have a soundbite that sounds like something? No, that's it's, dying. Like, it's just like the wah 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 that we've used before. Mm,
1: Works. Yeah, you're fine. Uh, the London Bank lent a lot of money to King Edward the Fourth, which I'm pretty sure his he was known as a. Uh, Black Edward or something. I don't know. He, he. I don't know anything. He about did, him. I was in, I've read and was in a couple of the history plays, uh, Shakespeare's history plays. Mm-hmm. And that's where I've learned everything about it. I had a professor who wrote books on like the history of like the war of the roses and shit, which is literally around this time. So that's the only reason I know anything, but, uh, they lent a lot of money to King Edward the fourth, who despite winning the war had no money to pay back the loan because he spent it all in the war effort.
0: Damn. Um, (laughs) Sounds like George W. Bush. Oh, did I say
1: that? (laughs) Uh, Plus, the bank also loaned to many of the lords who were slain in the battle and obviously now could not repay their debts. So they were just out all of this money. And you could look at the bank and be like, that's stupid. Why did you do that? But the bank really had no choice uh, because Edward controlled the export of English wool, which was the largest dealing that the Medici had in commodities at the time. And he so, could he could literally stop the exporting or put huge tariffs on the exporting of wool to Italy.
0: Oh, so they used his wool?
1: Yeah, because okay. he's the king of England, right. so he can he can say like, okay, fine, we're good. no one can export any more wool to Italy. Okay, and English wool was the best at the time, and it's what they were using in all their textile factories. And if they can't run their textile factories, they're fucked. All of their workers that they employed are now out of jobs, and now the public hates them because they because now they're all unemployed.
0: Don't do it.
1: So they couldn't do it. So they had. So if the if the church or if the uh, king of England asked for money, they had to give it to him, and then he lost all of it, and they couldn't pay it back. So the whole bank went insolvent. No, Uh, and the Burgess Bank. Uh, also collapsed because it had loaned significant money to secular rulers who were known to die quickly <laughs> and default on their loans because they were like rebels and then they would just die and bam, like, it's Like, oh,
0: uh, you know what? I don't want to pay this debt. I'm going to die.
1: And the bank manager also cooked the books to inflate profits for his own game. So he had this whole, like, scheme that he was faking the books that when they sent someone out to look over it, he basically, they discovered it and they stopped the partnership with him. And... By the way, I, I wanted to put this in here because I didn't know exactly where it fit, but I'll briefly mention uh, usury at this point, which, do you know what usury is? No. It Well, it's a sin uh, that made it illegal <laughs> at the time for banks or anyone to charge interest on loans.
0: Oh, hell yeah.
1: So at this time, you couldn't charge interest on loans, or at least you weren't supposed to, and this actually starts with the bad stereotype um that Jewish people control the money because Jewish people were the only ones who were able to charge loans because they weren't Catholic. Okay. So they would charge interest on loans, but they were forced into those positions. And then people who were Catholic would profit off their business. Damn it. So fuck that.
0: Who said it was a sin though? Was that just like the church? church. They're like, Hey guys, this is a sin. It
1: it, it was, it was in the Bible. You couldn't do it. So they where what verse? I never heard this. I don't know, but it is in there. All right. Um, they referenced it in whatever I read, but I didn't. I thought they were twisting scripture. You do. Um, I
0: think they were twisting scripture.
1: So, but the way they got around this, the banks at the time, like how do you make money? They use something called discretionary deposits. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if you also put your money in a bank and then the bank used it and gave you money back, you would be committing usury at that point. So you also can't do that. So what they do is they would put their money into the bank in a discretionary account, where the bank manager would keep your name. Uh, under discretion they would so no one knew it wasn't public mm-hmm. and they would keep it confidential and then they would use that money to um, buy goods sell goods make money and then they would gift a percentage of money into your account as a gift for doing business with the bank but if you didn't gift at the rate that other banks were gifting they would just take their money and go somewhere else with it so it's a bunch of mental gymnastics to get around this i'm that they like were my head hurts i
0: don't understand.
1: Get, it's like the poop hole loophole, like how uh, you know people doing an yeah. a- anal because it, it, it keeps you a virgin.
0: Yeah, this is the poop hole loophole of it, banking.
1: It, it's the banking equivalent of that.
0: Fuck me in the ass because I love Jesus. <laughs>
1: Great song. Shout out Garfunkel and Notes. You guys rock. So I just want to mention that briefly. Um, but the biggest reason for the fall of the Bank of Medici came from something known as the Potsy conspiracy. So you see, the Medici were supposed to fund an acquisition. Of land by Pope Sixtus, IV, I which, it Sixtus be the Fourth, Sixtus the Fourth,
0: Sixtus the Sixth.
1: I've got to say, it's very confusing. Uh, but Lorenzo refused, which caused a rift with the papacy, which removed the Medici as the overseer of their of the papal finances. Uh,
0: I feel like he was trying to do what was right.
1: So they lose a they lost a bunch of their money, and then the Pazzi family, whose bank had taken over for Pope Sixtus. Devised a plan to assassinate both Lorenzo and his brother uh, Giuliano during high mass at the beautiful Duomo of Florence, and they asked Pope Sixtus for his blessing in this murder. But of course, he was like, "Yo, bro, I'm Pope. I can't endorse killing people." But it would be like hella cool if you did that. But I'm not endorsing it. But if you did it, but if you did it, it you know happened. It w- it would benefit me. But I'm not endorsing it. Damn, uh, <laughs> Pope Sixtus. So they tried to kill Lorenzo and Giuliano. Um, Lorenzo escaped. Giuliano, however, was cut down in the church. And afterwards, after they killed Giuliano, the uh, Pazzi tried to take the town hall, which is this beautiful, like big um, building in the middle of the square mm-hmm. of Florence. Um, but they were quashed when the people of Florence did not rise against the Medici as they thought they would. Real lay Mis vibes there at the barricade where they're like, why isn't everybody rising up in revolt with us? And everyone's like, ah, we don't want to do
0: this they're like this, <laughs> like closing their shutters. No.
1: Like, so, uh, you know, they were stopped by the forces in Florence and then hung from the windows of the main hall of Florence right above the. Uh, David by Michelangelo, which sat at the at the entrance to the town hall.
0: David got hard watching that.
1: He's hard all the time. He's made of marble.
0: I know. <laughs> he hee. Little penis joke for you.
1: So after they hung the cons- those conspirators in the in the town, over the next like couple of years, all of the conspirators in this were hunted down, and more than eighty people were murdered. That many people were in on this? Yes. Dang. Uh, Which kicked off a years-long war with Rome, which kind of hurt business. Uh, And Pope Sixtus excommunicated Lorenzo and also declared that no one could receive communion in the entirety of the territory of Florence.
0: Oh, my God. That's really detrimental to you if you are Catholic. Mm -hmm. That's a big deal. Mm -hmm. That's like a oof.
1: So this ruined their biggest business after all of the other branches had failed and the financial problems got so bad that Lorenzo started stealing public money uh, he raided a bunch of sums out of this charitable fund that was publicly funded to pay dowries for people who couldn't pay the dowries for marriages Fuck. <laughs> so he started stealing money from charities at the time too no uh, but after Lorenzo's death in 1492 Piero the second this one not the Gouty. Uh, this is actually, his His name is like Pierre the Unfortunate or something like mm-hmm. that, um, would take over the bank, but it would only last two years as he showed he could not contend with the, invad- with the invading French forces of the time and created a hated treaty amongst people. And after the people hated him, they pushed him out of the town and the Medici remained in exile from 1494
0: until 1512. All right,
1: so 10 years. Yeah, but that being said, the bank's, the bank was already very close on bankruptcy. Yeah. Like, it would be insolvent in like a year or two. So they took everything, split it up, and gave all the money back to the creditors, and all of their branches were deemed insolvent. Womp womp. So this is the reason we wanted to do this. It's the first known large bank collapse that was like a multinational bank that collapsed all at once and without any sort of warning. (sighs) Bummer, dude. Bummer, bro. Bummer. Oh, man. Ex- excommunicated? I, ten- I can't take the sacrament? And all the banks closed? Bro. This fucking sucks, dude.
0: Good thing my life expectancy is 42.
1: <laughs> I'm going to get out of here, like, way sooner. <sighs> if only I, when I shuffled off this mortal coil, I would have been able to ingest the body and blood of Christ. Then I would have made it to uh, the Holy Land. I'm going to hell.
0: <laughs> no, nah, probably just purgatory. I'm, Actually, I don't know if they had purgatory at that time.
1: Uh, believe it or not. Because that
0: wasn't made until later.
1: Uh, funny, Funnily also enough, Dante Alghieri, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, who wrote the Divine Comedy, hated the Medici family because he was a political rival of them in Florence and was exiled by them. Hmm. So all throughout the Divine Comedy, he paints members of the Medici family is shitty people he finds a bunch of them in hell as he goes through the inferno
0: honestly I do feel like they probably were a little bit
1: shitty of course they were a little bit shitty they're more than a little bit shitty
0: they're very 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 shitty
1: they're full of themselves they use money to influence everything that's all they are they bought everything they have they're spoiled rich kids but of the 1400s yeah
0: they get all the good whores
1: True. And the best grapes. If only I could afford the good whores. Am I right? Uh, They're called escorts. We'll make it one day. Uh, So the exile lasted until 1512, when the Medici family once again seized power in Florence, uh, where they once again held power for a couple of centuries in one way or another. Now, this is largely because of their influence that was planted in the times of Cosimo the Elder and Lorenzo, as they saw four Medicis put in or put on the pope hat. Damn, Leo the Tenth, Clement the Seventh, Pope Pius the Fourth, and Pope Leo the Eleventh. Uh, specifically, the first two were incredibly influential, uh, filling the Medici coffers with the selling of indulgences, with which Pope Leo the Tenth started.
0: Interesting. Uh, and and um, I know what an indulgence is, but maybe you should tell everybody what an indulgence is, because not everyone may know that.
1: So uh, Pope Leo X uh, started the practice of indulgences, which is selling, literally buying absolvement for sins, where you would go and you would pay for a Pope, or not a Pope, a priest to uh, pray for your sins in absentia of you, Mm -hmm. so that you could just keep committing the sins and someone else would pray away the bad.
0: And it would also help you get into heaven.
1: Mm -hmm. Because- It was also
0: like- Pretty much like buying time out of purgatory in order to get to heaven.
1: Yeah, it's like if if uh, Jesus Martin, was a free was a freemium game where, where yeah. after a little bit they had to charge you. It's like Clash of Clans.
0: Yeah, um, Martin Luther really hated
1: indulgences. Uh, Martin Luther uh, started or Pope, like put his um, ninety nine theses, theses on the door when Pope Clement the Seventh was in office.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: So. He was. It was not without some tumultuous times at this point, and that was started because of his predecessor and family member, Pope Leo X. Yeah.
0: Fun fact: Faith family in Canton, Ohio, is selling indulgences, but they don't call it that.
1: At least they learned that much.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I did. Did they even call it indulgences then, or I probably th- I feel not. like that was a derogatory term that was made later.
0: Um. You know, I don't actually know, but I feel like that's a good assumption.
1: Because they had these big positions, though, like the Pope literally controls most of Italy, at least indirectly through the the, something called the papal states. So because they literally it was like if one of them became president now. So they use this influence to get more and more of their family members in places of power which just cemented their rule for even longer. And in 1532, the family acquired the hereditary title of Duke of Florence, which later through conquest grew to the Grand Duchy of Tuscany, which I didn't know that the office was called the Duchy. That's hilarious. I love that. That's hilariously whimsical. Uh, Gaudi, the Duchy, the Gaudi Duchy. Oh, if only he was there. Pierre the Gaudi, the Grand Duchy of Tuscany would have been a great title. I would have. But here we are. Uh, the family married into... Royalty, as Catherine de Medici and Marie de Medici would both become queens of France. Uh, The former siring three future kings, and Marie Medici bore into the world none other than Louis the Thirteenth,
0: a very
1: famous French king.
0: Not as famous as Louis the Fourteenth, though. Fourteenth is when it all fell. Pretty sure.
1: Oh, that would have been around. Yeah, the French Revolution. That's Mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, The Medici family line would continue to fund the arts, though, as uh, Pope Leo X would commission works from Raphael, and Pope Clement VII is responsible for Michelangelo's painting of the Sistine Chapel, and later the Grand Duchy of Tuscany would fund Galileo up until his excommunication from the Catholic Church. Damn. And they started a whole uh, scientific... Like like what like a university, like what universities used to be where it was just a place for scientists to come and study things together. They started a big one of that and they funded not only the arts but sciences as well uh, because that was like a hallmark of the Medici family. It's like they have money, but look, they give so much back to the arts and sciences, like look at all the charity they give, which is how they retained power and like public sway for so long. Uh, the Medici family line did finally come to a close, however, when the last Medici Grand Duke Gian Gastone, died in 1737. And without a male heir to succeed him, the reign of the Medici came to a close. Failure! (laughs) You can't go forever, right? I guess not. And I mean, technically, like, the royal blood, they technically survived today because they were married into royalty, and the royal lines are still going to this day. Which, by the way, there was a whole, like, um, what is it? A chart, like a birth chart? Mm-hmm. A family chart, a family tree. There was a whole family tree. And God damn, it sucks looking at the family trees of royalty because they were so incestuous. I
0: was just going to say it's a stump.
1: It just gets really difficult. to like you're like, okay, so wait, you're sisters, but you are like, this is your sister. But you also had like a child. But then this child is like, okay, so there, there's a line drawn all the way over to a cousin. So, okay, then you had a child with your cousin. Gross. It's hard to determine things once so it, once they become royal. Uh, the Medici are credited as being the first family to attain their rule not by birthright or by gifts, but by their own wealth. From the foundation that Giovanni made, the most influential bank of Europe was built. Through the mismanagement of his grandsons, it was swiftly torn down. The Medici family is a self made family pulling the strings to exert their influence and make themselves and their prodigy even more wealthy the renaissance kardashians if you will (laughs) however you have to crack some eggs to make an omelet and the Medici's made a damn big one all over europe the dark secrets behind them are numerous and although we couldn't hit on all of them today It is a story so interesting that it did inspire that Netflix show dramatizing their life. Just kidding. Any idiot with an idea can somehow get Netflix to fund a show. Just look at Fuller House.
0: Don't shit on Fuller House.
1: Oh my God. You don't like that show, please. I've never watched it. Thank (laughs) fucking God. It's a stupid idea.
0: I don't don't like Candace Cameron's worldviews, so I won't watch it.
1: I don't even know who that is. I'm it not going to watch it for a variety DJ. of other reasons. That's the Medici family. Yeah, I had a lot of fun researching this one. I thought it was really cool.
0: I found this episode very interesting.
1: Yeah, the, just like the historical now I kind of want to watch cool. the show. Me too.
0: I'm going to finish Bachelor in Paradise tonight, and then I'll start the show.
1: I feel like it's probably not super great, though.
0: You well, know? I'll try it. It feels you know like what Game what of Thrones, though? but in Italy. You know what, though? What? It's a historical fiction, so there's going to be a lot of sex. It's true. So. It'll be a good show. It's true.
1: And they Only did. in the first season. <laughs> the Medici's fucked, though. Like, for sure. Like, they had a bunch well, of if you illegitimate got all that, children. and you know, If you've they, got
0: they that much money, of course you're going to fuck.
1: I mean, I feel like you fuck even without money. I think I think the big takeaway take behind this is people fuck. Yeah. And that's okay.
0: If you learn nothing else from this podcast... It's
1: so people fuck. People fuck. So...
0: All right, so tell people how they can win shit, Kishan.
1: <laughs> so that's the secret that we had. Wow, we've been we've been leading up to it, so obviously it's not a big secret. But for our anniversary, which is coming up on the 28th of October, that's when our first uh... episode was released in 2020, um, we're going to be doing a giveaway of some of our merch. Yeah. So how do you... How do you uh, th- how
0: do I do it, Kishan?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked, Nina. What you're going to do is we just want... Proof that you have subscribed and or rated our show on whatever podcasting service you listen to. So take a screenshot of you hitting that subscribe button or that you the little subscribe check mark, Mm. or the rating that you've given us on iTunes. um, Any one of those, you'll be entered to win some of the merch we're giving away for our anniversary. Hell yeah. Um, So send the screenshot to whitecollarsredhands at gmail.com. And, hell, while you're you're there, drop a line, uh, suggest a topic, ask a question. Uh, We love talking uh, to you guys, the listeners. Yeah. So, it makes us feel purpose in our life. Yeah. Which is nice.
0: It's my, I mean, my life's meaningless outside this podcast. so. So, please...
1: Send us an email.
0: What if no one sends us an email? <laughs> well,
1: then I guess our lives are meaningless. I, I guess that's just something that's a thing that's out in the universe now. So mm-hmm. so please send the emails is all we're saying. And also, even if, even not to get merch, subscribe. Yeah. Or rate us yeah. on iTunes. Leave a review. Yeah. Our our rating has actually gone up recently because Thanks, we, guys. we had an influx of ratings. Thank you so much for everyone who rated us. Um and we know that even more of you are out there that listen to this show, that like the show, that could still give us a rating. Uh please do that over on Apple Podcasts. Uh now if you just want to support us. More for free. You can follow our socials and also stay up to date at Facebook.com slash White Collars Red Hands, Twitter at White Collars Pod, Instagram at White Collars underscore Red Hands. Uh, you can visit our website, WhiteCollarsRedHands.com, uh, and drop us a line directly there or listen to the show, and on the uh, the website, you can access our merch, where you can support us for less free, but also stay warm this winter with the White Collars Red Hands hoodie
0: they are warm as fuck
1: they are warm i wore it to the baseball game yesterday it was perfect
0: did anybody what, did, perfect was outside. anybody like hey what's that
1: i got a lot of weird looks because it's the white socks so they saw it and they were like what and it's the same color scheme white red and black and they were like i could see people looking to be like fuck's that is this guy making fun of the white socks and then they were like no probably not
0: probably got, not because he's
1: here i got a lot i was wearing a white socks hat so they were like mm, maybe not A lot of inquisitive looks, though. I hope a lot of people will Google it after the game. I hope so, too. Um, But, yeah, thank you so much for listening to Season 5. We got a lot of really fun stuff coming up, stuff that we've been looking forward to. Uh, We're really going to – we like our lineup for this season. yeah. Uh, And we're kicking it off with one that I was really looking forward to, which was this one on the Medici's the historical one, the oldest thing we've ever covered. So if you liked it, let us know.
0: Yeah. Sorry, I scratched my own ankle with my toenail.
1: You, you cut those things, bro. I, I know. I need to go get a pedicure. Cut. Are you. There are these things called toenail clippers. You can do no, it No, I do it wrong. I don't even know. I don't want to know what it entails to cut your toenails, wrong. Don't worry about it. I, I don't want to know. I told you. So thank you so much for listening. You can't laugh or else I'm going to have to leave that in. <laughs> you know what? Whatever. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, we'll see you on another episode of White Collars, Red Red hands. Hands.